Welcome to the next 23. If you are new, this is where I share all of the adventures of navigating a new life as a single 40-something after 23 years of marriage. The good and the scary, the weird and the ridiculous. There is no plan. God knows there is no strategy or roadmap for this podcast or the next half of my life. I'm just diving in, breath held, fingers crossed, and no expectations. As Brene Brown said, courage is to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. These are my stories. Hi friends, welcome back to the next 23. Today, I first want to start off by just saying a huge thank you to everyone who reached out after last week's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments, for your feedback. Thank you for trusting me with your stories. It was it was kind of a scary thing to put out into the world, and I wasn't really sure that I would do that as far as telling that part of my story on here. But I'm so, so glad I did because I am getting the sense that a lot of people are struggling right now. And I hope that hearing a little bit about my story makes you at best feel better about your story or at least helps you feel not alone. Big shout out to everyone who listened and commented and reached out to me. It it really was was truly amazing. So thank you for that. And today I've struggled with what to talk about on this episode. And if you're following on a weekly basis, you'll know that this one is being posted a little bit later than normal because this has been a really hard week for so many people on so many fronts. And I I just have struggled with what to actually talk about. This is the week that Russia has invaded the Ukraine. And so there are so many millions of people that are just scared for their lives and living in hell right now. And I, I cannot even fathom or imagine what all of the people in the Ukraine are going through. And my heart is breaking for them. This is also the week that it hit the news that Florida and Texas have decided to basically create laws and rules that will be detrimental to our kids, that will be detrimental to our LGBTQ plus children. And I, I, I am struggling with the words for that and, and how to talk about that. I originally was going to have this whole episode be about that, but honestly, I am still struggling with, with what words to put around that. So that may come later. I'm definitely posting about it. I'm doing my research to figure out what I personally can do about it and how I can help. So I'm not going to talk a lot about that today here, but I do want to say that if you are an LGBTQ plus kid, so under 18, under 20, and you are struggling and you are scared and you are are not sure where to go or who to turn to because you need 
support and you need to talk to someone. And especially if you live in Texas or Florida and you don't now know where to go, I do want to to shout out the trevorproject.org because they are an incredible organization. They are available 24-7 to all LGBTQ plus youth. And they are there to listen, to support, to provide resources. And I I don't see that changing. So I just want to shout out the trevorproject.org and put that out there for anyone who is listening. If you need help, if you need to talk to someone, please reach out to them. You can find them online. You can reach out via phone, via text, via chat, so many different ways. So that's the trevorproject.org. So let's put a pin in the shit show of the world that is Florida and Texas and Russia and the Ukraine right now. What am I going to talk about today? What am I thinking about? And it it's so hard to really know. Um, so I'm I'm going to focus on one question that I did get earlier this week from a friend of mine. We were talking and this friend in the course of the conversation asked me the question, do you think everyone deserves to be happy? Hell yes. There's no hesitation. There's no question in my mind that absolutely every single human being on this planet deserves to be happy. I feel like we were born with that right. One of the the things that my ex and I decided when we decided it was time to divorce was that we both wanted each other to be happy and we both chose happiness for ourselves. And I think that is that is something that's very, very important inside of a marriage and inside of your own life, whatever that looks like, that you need to choose your happiness and choose what that looks like and then take action on that choice. Something else that came up in this conversation with this friend of mine was this notion that love is a verb and love is an action. And, and I fully, fully agree with that statement. And my ex-husband and I, we loved ourselves enough to take action and do the hard work of separating and divorcing because we knew that that was what was going to make us happy. And we wanted that for each other. So while we stopped loving each other and we stopped working on that love and taking action with each other, we chose to love ourselves and take that brave and bold action of separating. And that, again, that doesn't make make it any easier. It doesn't mean it was not so hard. You know, someone said to me, they were like, you sound really happy. You seem really, really fine. And yeah, I am super happy now that it is however long it is, depending on where you want to look back in the timeline. It's over a year since my ex and I decided to get divorced. It's seven months since I've been living on my own. It's, you know, close to a year and a half since we stopped talking to each other six, seven years since we knew 
and saw the cracks in our marriage. Uh, you know, I think that if I look at just this past year's timeline, the first four or five months, I cried so many times every single day. It was so hard. I was so sad, even though I knew I didn't want to be married and I knew that I didn't want to be married to my ex and I knew we'd be happier separated and I knew I wouldn't have chosen him. Those first four or five months, I cried so much and I was so sad. I was really, really grieving. Then the next few months, I was just pissed off. Like I was so angry and so mad and so pissed off. And then in July, when he moved out and I was on my own, there were a couple months where I was scared shitless. And now I'm so happy and so content. And there, sometimes I still get a little scared, but I'm so happy. And I also realized that for probably the past six years, the last six years of my marriage, I, my ex and I were both, both of us were super lonely inside the marriage. And in that last year where we were still living together, I had never been more lonely than I was from October, 2020 through July 10th of 2021. I, I, it was just an all encompassing loneliness. You guys, I have not felt lonely since then. I have been solidly alone so much so that half the week I am legitimately by myself because my daughter is with my ex, but I am alone, but I have never for a second felt lonely since I started living on my own. And I think that, I don't know if that's irony. I don't know if that is karma. I don't know if that is, you know, whatever you want to call it, but I just call it beautiful. And that is the happiness that I chose. That is the happiness and the joy that I chose. That is the love as an action, as a verb that I chose for myself. And that's the hard work that I've been doing. So these seem like two very separate topics um, as far as what is happening in the world and what happened at the end of my marriage and what is happening with me personally now. But it all boils down to love and happiness and who deserves each of those. And the bottom line is every single person deserves both of those. And it is not up to any of us to say who should have it and who shouldn't, period. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to The Next 23 with me, Kelly Taylor. I'll be sharing my stories each week and would love for you to come back if you feel this time makes your day better in some way. If it does and you do, please like it and let me know. If it doesn't, that's okay too. You don't have to tell me. I won't mind. It's fine.